it's a balancing act and you have to master that there's there's much more to this than just one page <laughs> i need to refine this it does require a mental freeness yeah that's interesting because now i'm thinking oh, were they really that bad it means that you you're aware of how you come across and hey everyone Welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Welcome again to the podcast. And as you know, we, what we like in the podcast is learning from our colleagues. That's very important to us. So we're delighted that we found another yeah, great piece of, uh, of one of our colleagues on, uh, on LinkedIn. Eleanor uh, shared a nice uh, blog post there. Yes, that's true. And, and uh, one of the quotes from that blog post is, to inspire others who are thinking of transitioning from tech into a leadership role, or just curious about my experiences and thoughts. And yeah, this actually is a, a very hot topic, and it's not only a hot topic within Bol.com, I believe, um, because I learn it from, uh, for instance, job interviews, and when candidates ask me about the career paths in Bol.com, that's one item. Uh, last year, we introduced uh, the role of the tech lead in Bol.com, and it's also uh, one of the items that you find yourself in in, uh, in the discussion, like Eleanor described in the article. And also, uh, yeah, we formalized the role of the engineering manager uh, over the past year, I believe. And that's also one of the discussion items. And uh, should you be, be a, or should you have an engineering background? Yes or no? It was one of the items in the discussion over there. So, yeah, let's introduce the guest, Peter Paul, and uh, find out with her what uh, what's behind this article. Yeah, and uh, of course, the yeah, the guest of today was the writer of the article, Elinor Bakker. She's a lead architect at Bol.com and she calls herself a creative problem solver and silo buster on LinkedIn, at least uh, with the article uh, there. And you might recall that she was also in our uh, show when we talked about uh, small web apps. So that's uh, how we create uh, independent pieces of portals uh, for our several portals that we uh, run as uh, Bol.com. So welcome to the show, Enor. Yeah, thanks, Peter Paul. Yeah, nice to be here. Well. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't even recall how long <laughs> it has been. <laughs> okay, maybe we start with uh, with uh, a few statements to uh, to check uh, where you stand on uh, on some things, and then we dive more into the to the content. So the first statement is: I never knew what the value was of talking the whole day to other people's villas meetings until I became a manager myself. What's your take on that one? Yeah, well, I think I wrote it myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so you totally agree with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just um, when I was younger and, uh, and doing a, a far different job, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just looked down on that kind of a job. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit shameful to say right now. Now, I'm, now I know more of the world that it's actually a job. <laughs> it's actually hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Hey, the other statement that we want to run by you is, <clears throat> yeah, I learned a lot from uh, books, uh, but yeah, 
You learn management the best way by just doing it and reflecting on it. Yeah, I think that's true. So uh, um, the you can learn a lot from books, but it's mostly theory until you uh, you experience it. And uh, for me, a theory it translates to more rational tasks, like really you know like more technical tasks. Well, actually, experience is much more relevant if it's more on the soft skills, or how you say that it's more about dealing with people and emotions and mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, even though I read a lot of books, because I read a lot of books, uh, <laughs> I read a lot of books about management, I actually didn't uh, learn uh, how to do it from those books. Exactly. Cool. So the audience already have an idea on where you stand on some points, and that's good. And you wrote this uh, this blog post, this article on... Uh, yeah, basically, so... Yeah, what message had to get out that you wrote it out uh, on LinkedIn? How did this process go for you? Yeah, so it's interesting. I think uh, being at home uh, constantly and uh, having no holidays where you actually go and experience other places. Um, I had a lot of time for reflection. It was using uh, in the in the Christmas holiday that I usually spend with my family, but now I was spending it mostly at home. And then I usually always think about what did I learn last year and what do I want to do the next year? Um, and I started just writing it down because that's the way I organize my thoughts, just writing some text. And then I thought, oh, this is, there's there's much more to this than just one page. <laughs> I need to refine this. It's, and it, it helped me get to some points. I was really struggling with the role I had at that time, um, knowing how will this continue and it just helped me get some things in perspective and then I thought hey it's a story that's not only for me probably I'm not I'm probably not the only person doing this I never published an article on LinkedIn before uh, but I thought why not let's see what happens and that's what I did Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can you get back to the to the tipping point to when you thought, from, "Hey, this is interesting for others as well. It's this is not just my story. I can help others with this or inspire others or whatever." Yeah, so, I, I actually I don't know if you had it in the podcast yet, but I worked on a very interesting project in Bold.com called Progression Rubric. Um, it's one of the, the things I've worked on for one and a half years, which is really to help people in an engineering role. Uh, advance in their career, but also understand what we expect from them. Um, and in those conversations, you also uh, have have a lot of, uh, we, ha- we, we had a lot of people that are like, oh, so wh- what's it really about? Is it about my technical skills or do I also have to develop my soft skills? And mm-hmm. It was almost like it was uh, or and not and. Um, and I think one of the things that I realized is that uh, it is it is is relevant for for a lot of different roles, not only for people that are a manager, are struggling with the balance between investing in how to collaborate with others and how mm-hmm. to help others, uh, but also uh, how to how to do some technical things and and have time for that and headspace. Uh, so this balance is not something that only as a leader is relevant, but 
we also expect from the people, especially you mentioned tech leads and engineering managers, but also from our engineers. The more senior you become as an engineer, the more we expect you to lead. But you don't, you don't become a manager, but you are a leader. And what does it mean to be a leader? So this is something that I thought, well, if, if, if I hear this around me, then I can just publish this article and see uh, whether it was interesting. And actually, I got a lot of uh, reactions from people outside of Vol.com, even people that I, I never um, I never met, uh, that they found it an, uh, an interesting article. So that was really nice. Yeah, awesome. And um, yeah, you mentioned that, that uh, yeah, more senior software engineers also, in a way, are leaders. And I guess also in your role before as a uh, as an architect, you were also, in a way, uh, a leader. But still, you had the question to yourself, uh, yeah, because you wanted to find out if you could lead others and add value in a different way than as an individual contributor. What are you finding so far? <laughs> yeah, so it, it is very different. Like Even as an architect, before I became a manager, I was still an individual contributor. That I would say I mean with that term is that the result of my work was directly relatable to myself. So it was just I was making something and that was my contribution, even though I had to collaborate a lot with others to, mm -hmm. to make things happen. Um, but only when I started becoming responsible to lead a team and uh, not even a manager, but then, then the result of your work is really making other people better and the way they do their work. And uh, that was totally uh, different um, for me. In the beginning, I, I found it pretty hard to do. Uh, but right now, yeah, I can't say I'm a, uh, you know, like it's a bit weird to say of yourself that, that you're good at uh, being a manager, but I think uh, I've had some good reviews. Awesome. awesome. Hey, and, and looking, so you wrote like like five highlights points in the in the in the in the in the article what which one would would you yeah looking back you the, which is the one that you wanted to know the earliest where you when you were kind of struggling is maybe a strong word to to get up this up to speed as a manager i think that actually the first one i would uh if, if you were now an inter individual contributor and wanted to go be a manager i would say the second one which is uh, you can't uh, have the cake or you can't eat the cake and have it too uh, because um i think this is also something i see with engineers uh, that become a leader uh, but also as an architect you still can do the work and you're also still expected to do the work of your previous role Mm -hmm. But you're also suddenly responsible for developing these leadership skills and helping other people, coaching them, um, doing all kinds of, I would say, managerial duties, which is also helping people out when they have a hard time. It, it does require a mental freeness. Uh, you can't suddenly, like, you can't just be deep in the code or being deep into a, a, an architectural vision. And then the next moment, suddenly connect with someone that has a, you know, uh, a, a hard problem or you have to work on gaining trust. Uh, so mm -hmm. for me, that balance was really something I struggled with in the beginning. I just thought, I just do both. I'll just be an amazing ar architect and I also be an amazing manager. No problem. 
<laughs> how, how is this distribution for you in uh, in terms of time? Is that 50-50 uh, for you? In uh... yeah, so currently it is, uh, I would say, yeah, it's 50-50. Yeah, but that it took me a while to to come to that point because I, I just did a hundred hundred. That didn't work in a week. No, <laughs> no, no, I worked too much, uh, way too much. And then after a while, you notice this is not good for me. Um, and also I didn't, I, I, I felt like I couldn't deliver quality. I couldn't deliver quality in my architectural work, but I also, I wasn't always there when I had a conversation with someone. I felt like I wasn't, uh, connecting, you know, because your mm -hmm. head is so full with other things. So you, mm -hmm. you need to make yeah. space for that. So I, I, I didn't like that. And then I just thought, so, okay, so that means, so there's three possibilities. I'll just go full on the architecture, quit as a manager, go full on the manager and quit as an architect. But I think there's a middle ground. I think you can have both, but then you can only eat half a cake and still have half a cake left. Right. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. uh, uh, what did you have to learn? Because I think that's that's very interesting for uh, current tech leads, but also yeah, more senior software engineers were helping out all over the place. What well, what did you really have to learn or have to stop doing? Uh, because mostly is the, is one of the hardest thing is to stop do certain things that made you successful in the first place. What was well, it's a good bridge to one of the uh, one of the other. Uh, um, things I wrote about, which is what got you here won't get you there. So it's like if you have a a team or you are leading others, then it's actually up to them to do the job, right? So you, you can still do the job, you can still code, you can still make an architectural vision, but why not invest your time so others can do it and others can get better at that. And then that way you can actually create more impact because you can, yeah, if you have for example, five people, you can help five people get excellent in their job. And yeah, so that was something that I had to learn to, it's not really about how good I do my job and how, you know, it's it's really about like what those people that I am now leading, what, mm -hmm. what they achieve and what they can do and how they grow. That is how I should measure my success. So my success is not creating the best architecture, it's really that my team is successful and creates a lot of impact. Well, one of the questions is not uh, how can I be a better architect, but how can my co-workers become a better architect? And that leads to different answers. Does it also lead for you to different questions that you are asking yourself? How do you mean that? Yeah, so, uh, okay, so that, then I have to basically ask the question to myself. If I'm asking the question to myself, how can I be, for example, a better manager? Then I have, then what I, uh, then I know, um, uh, so I, of course I can do some self-discovery, but, but I know how I behave in most practices. So I don't have to ask that many questions on how I see the world, how I act in the world and, and stuff like, like that. Where if I want to, answer the questions for the engineers on my team, I have to ask, okay, what, what are they after? How, where, where, where are they now? Where, what are they after? So I have to ask way more questions on where they are and where they want to go than I'm asking the questions for myself, for example. Um, and I was wondering if you had like a similar experience. Uh, yeah, so in the, in the sense, if you mean that 
if you are involved with more people and and they are they have to do the job that you used to do or you're still doing mm -hmm. then but it's it's more it's it's about much more than that it's, it's not only coaching on the job it's also coaching on their like their passion their motivation mm -hmm. and and exactly. their growth uh, as an as an individual working for your organization but, you know, so it's people are much more than their jobs and their tasks uh, and to to live to have someone live up to their full potential i think then it needs to come from much more than oh you're paid to to do this job but you also have to feel something i don't mm -hmm. know it's uh, <laughs> and, and that's also as a manager you you have to find out like how can i how can i inspire people to feel something to uh <laughs> you know so uh, and then you're coming from this totally more tech role where everything is about proof and one zero and black white and you suddenly have to uh, talk with someone like are you really happy in your job what would you like to do uh, you know uh, what, what do you get your energy out of and how can i help you with this how can i give you an opportunity that that is not that are currently on your path and so so you can be happier and more fulfilled i know it was that was totally weird Mm. I don't know if that answers your question. But, uh. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's in a, in a way now you're creating the bridge yourself to the to the first point where you had to discover that management is actually a job, eh? and now because now you're describing at least a part of uh, what is that job, uh, that that understanding the others, connecting to the others, and stuff like that. Hey, and in the in the post on LinkedIn, you also mentioned yeah you had your share of experience with 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 bad managers uh, and uh, that triggered me to thinking how do you reflect back on back on your experience with with bad managers uh yeah that's interesting because now i'm thinking oh, were they really that bad yeah this was one of the things i was hoping <laughs> I'm really curious because i was about. thinking you know at that moment but i was much younger okay so this is sounds really nasty but i was much younger and i was just learned lots about programming i was mm -hmm. quite good at my job i thought and mm -hmm. you know and i was just thinking this is really hard I, I learned long to be able to do this and what i do is super complicated i can't even explain it to my mom <laughs> you know so yeah. that's how complicated it is and then the only thing you do is just talking to people all day and then when i have a conversation with you it's not even about my job. It's about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> my mom can do this. That's <laughs> a terrific <laughs> manager. I, but <laughs> yeah, so but now I'm thinking, you know, that uh, I I mean uh, that's a long time ago. But if you if you are a manager of 20 people, which I was talking about, I was not talking about someone that just manages two people or something, but yeah, 20 people. And then to keep them all happy and fulfilled and motivated and give them challenges that they can grow. And that is actually pretty hard. Hmm. And it's, uh, you can, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you can learn about that before you can get good at it. Yeah, so you had to uh, rethink your thoughts uh, of the earlier, uh, the younger Elinor, based on your experience right now, that's uh, that's also good to hear. Hey, 
And we talked about this distribution and I still have one question left about that one. You said, uh, yeah, actually I had three choices going back into the uh, individual contributor role or going 100% in, in, in management role or do 50-50. What, what was the reason um, behind it for you to choose for the 50-50? Yeah, so for me, I found out that I just like both. I, I'm not really... Um... Someone that can say I'm happy when I'm only doing great architecture, or I'm I, yeah I've never experienced doing only management, but I think that would be, uh, for me lacking sometimes just diving into a hard problem and solving it. Yeah. A different yeah. kind of hard problem. Yeah, so you still want to 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 use your uh, your brains for for that part? I assume that that's yeah. It's like I, I yeah. like both challenges, and I need a lot of variety in my work. But yeah. the, but I had to accept. Then I can't do both, hundred percent. So I can only have a, either a small team, and do a very small or narrow piece of architecture. That's Only exactly one. what I what what uh, what triggered this question because you said well I can and I can do I can do it myself or I can help five others to to uh, to do it. So if you choose for hundred percent management, you maybe can uh, enable ten people so you can uh, go faster in in the end. Uh, so that that's why you triggered this yeah. question. Yeah, but, but with, I still uh, think uh, it's it's too much fun to uh, to solve the hard nuts yeah. or how do you, how do you say that to to crack the hard nuts every now and then. Yeah. To stay with your feet in the mud. Hey, but and then, but then, one of the challenging things, I guess, is to 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 have to be clear about the boundaries of what part of the architecture you're really responsible for, and what you have to basically do others, because otherwise, yeah, then, then there's the pitfall, of course, of telling them how to solve the problems they are facing while, yeah, they're in it. So, well, how do you solve that for yourself, you know? Yeah, so that's something I really had to uh, had to learn, and I also didn't get it right all the time in the beginning. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's 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 the also the fourth point I wrote about. Uh, so so I really like Star Trek. I don't know if you like Star Trek, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that bugs me about Star Trek is always the captain going on the away mission and doing all the dangerous stuff. And then when I'm thinking of a leader, then actually, you know, you you have people that can do that way better. Uh, you have to, to to learn that even though you might be able to do it yourself, that takes the opportunity away of someone else to learn how to do it or to grow um, or to do something fun that you think fun. And what I really like, Yuri, our uh, CTO, he once told me, the cake is big enough for everyone. There is enough cake. You know, there is enough opportunity to do cool things. So it's sometimes you just have to be that person, that manager that helps other people uh, to do the dangers or the challenging, the hard assignments. And you have to take a step back and think, how can, how can I teach them to find out themselves how to do this instead of telling them the answer? Even though I really like telling them the answer, and I'm good at it. <laughs> it, is, it is one of our questions on the list as well. Uh, so, yeah, how do how do you avoid stepping in that pitfall, uh, Eleanor, uh, to tell people how it is because you have this architect background? Yeah, that, you just have to constantly train yourself to do it, and 
and and so I had a great coaching. Uh, so we have a great leadership training uh, in Poland.com called Stretch to Fit, where they teach you to know your pitfalls and then actually recognize them when they happen. And then you can choose a different, you can choose to step over them. So in this case, I had to learn, oh, wait, I I want to tell the answer, but perhaps I should just not. And then think of something else to do. You know, how can I, how can I give this person something that they can continue, but they can still learn something for it. And also to say no, like it's, when somebody comes to you, oh, Eleanor, you're a great architect. We need you. Like, how can you resist this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then they think, no, no, no. We have other great architects. And uh, and here there is a person X, and uh, he or she can really help you with your problem. Yeah, but we know that you can do it. You did it before. Mm-hmm. And now somebody else That's is going true. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, and, and also I think it's really important as a manager to always have trust and faith in your people and to tell others like, but, but this person is great at this. And even though you didn't see him or her do it yet, I'm pretty sure that they will do it. Uh, yeah, correctly. So it's, it's sometimes they have to gain the trust as well, right? And it, it's you have to say no. You have to say no to these requests to do it yourself, to do it personally. But still, because you know you're tempted, have this something that you, only you can do. Or like in, in my case, I'm a domain architect. That means that um, the products in my domain, I have architects to, to do architecture there. But if there's something that's between the products or not in a product or in the, then I get to do it. So I still have to, <laughs> I still have my own. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, so for me, and I had to also really try hard to learn that because sometimes you also have to, to give them the, the confidence that they can do something. Uh, but uh, even when doing that and while radiating that to other leaders or, or managers, you still see that things are going wrong. But the, the, the one way for them to learn them, or one of the, is just to make the mistake and then fix it, and then it will never make the mistake again. So, so basically, knowing that a small disaster is going to happen, but but you have to safeguard the disaster, so the, to uh, let's say minimize the blast radius or something, something <laughs> like that. Um, and have you ever been in a position like that, and how do you? Um, um... Yeah, I'm not really sure that I have in the sense that I didn't see it coming. Like sometimes okay. yeah. people had trouble, um, but architecture is a bit different than engineering. So you usually sure. see the effects of something going wrong a year after they happen, when they go wrong. <laughs> you know, so it's it's hard to, uh, it's, it's a bit of a different time uh, scale. But yeah, if people uh, struggle, yeah, that is something that is still quite hard because sometimes you think, so there's always like, do I just have to give this person more confidence and let them try again? Or perhaps this is not not the problem for them right now. Perhaps we should ask someone else to help, help them. And that really depends on, like, is it something small that can be corrected or is it something that's, you know, that this time is really, 
really precious or how you say that time is precious or it's really important there's a lot mm. of eyes on it yeah is this something that is uh because i have a small team i don't experience that that often okay clear yeah we've already touched upon four or five of the statements uh in there right i think we didn't touch yet on the on the fifth one yeah uh, you're, yes yeah. Sorry, peter yeah, but maybe we for, because, because that fifth one is about the next step, the rest of your life. So that's future talk. Maybe we, we park that for a while, uh, for a bit, uh, because there are also people commenting on the, on this article. And in the comments, there is also uh, some people that say, OK, we uh, I really saw you grow in, in your role as manager. Um, if you if you think about that growth, uh, how, how do you do that in this role? Uh, how does that work for you? And is it different than you did as an in your more uh, engineering role or architect role? Yeah, it, it is really different. It's it's really about finding some sort of um, confidence, perhaps even. I think in in when I started this role, I was really trying to compensate for my inexperience by doing everything 100% according to the book. You know, if, even because we don't really have any books at Bold.com about how to do your job. But I just I just asked a lot, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you deal with this? How do you, you know? And then at one point you find more of a, I would say, uh, yeah, confidence or, um, yeah, just more your own style of approaching things. And, uh, yeah, the, the, then it became more natural. So I think that's also what uh, I think was Luke uh, uh, referring uh, to that in the beginning, I was really, uh, you know, uh, uh, trying, yeah, or trying really hard to be a leader. And I uh, thinking, oh yeah, what should a leader do? She you should stand in front of the group and tell the people where they're going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't really have to be that kind of leader. You can be the leader that's, more your yeah your own style that fits your own personality and when you get the confidence you also get the relaxing like the more you don't have to sort of constantly think of like oh what should i be doing but you just do what you do and then yeah it like listen it, to that feeling yeah yeah it becomes more natural yeah. Yeah, was there some defining moment that you you made that turn from be okay if the book says i have to be this as a manager then i'm going to work really hard where you more flex it, okay, no, I, I'm who I am and I know I can lead uh, and I'll just use that part. It, it was it like some defining moment? moment? I'm not really sure if there was a defining moment. I think uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, the all my skills needed to be tested a lot more, mm -hmm. uh, especially connecting uh, to people like this. Yeah, <laughs> that, line, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was really uh yeah it was really challenging um and one of the things that i noticed is that when you talk about your own feelings a little bit more and your own mm -hmm. insecurities and yeah what you know brene brown says the power of vulnerability it it really helps and also in this kind of time that when i when when i when i got the confidence that i didn't have to appear to be this strong leader that never does anything wrong I actually got the courage to sometimes show, oh, well, I, I also don't know, or I find this hard. This is frustrating to me. These, hmm, I might have to find this out. 
or how can you know like so it's really yeah. also saying that you don't know that then it actually became more natural for me but uh, wow. yes yeah. really recognizable uh, hey and when we uh, when we talk with people in our teams we always say okay uh, go, go find out ask your colleagues uh, how you're doing uh, share your um, items you want to develop on so you can get feedback so do you also ask that with, with your team uh, after Bilal or some meetings? Uh, how, how did I do in this session and uh, to, to improve and then reflect? Well, not after, after every session, <laughs> but, uh, but I do occasionally ask feedback and, and, and especially from the people in my team. Yeah, I really want to know like if, yeah, how do they experience me as a leader? Is there something I can improve on? Um, Yes, I think it's good for everyone to do, even if you're not a leader. You really to, to to constantly like it doesn't mean that you have to change. <laughs> it really means that you you're aware of how you come across and and perhaps you can help uh, the situation and make it better. Cool. Uh, and next next to the, the the growth aspects like this, it's also uh, you already shared one of the trainings we have in Bold.com, Stretch to Fit. So it's also helped to to find out. Uh, yeah. On, on your in uh, your personal uh, motivation and uh, indeed your pitfalls, etc. Um, and yeah, in the, in the article you also share some some books you read about uh, about topics on uh, on management. So it's also interesting to have a look at that. Maybe we can share the links uh, as well. Yeah, they're not, they're uh, not really books on management. I think that that there's many books out there that can help you as a manager or as as a human being in general. Yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, it's uh, the more yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, yeah. Um, the last one, uh, the of the of the five items is uh, your next step is not the rest of your life. Can you elaborate on that one? Yeah, so I I really felt like when I started as a manager, I will give up my yeah my hard skills or something. You know, I will I will stop being a a cool techie. <laughs> And, uh, and somehow uh, that really made me afraid, because you have this, you have this thing that you're really good at, and you've you've worked years to do, and then suddenly, yeah, you're going to do something else. And are you sure that you you like that, and that you can do it the rest of your life? And I was like, oh, how we have to have to really make this decision with the end in mind, you know, the end is my going with a pension or something, but. Uh, yeah, some of the things that I realized along the way is that it doesn't matter. You can you can try something. You can try being a manager. Of course, you, you have to take it seriously. Uh, but you can also find out after a couple of years, oh, this might not be my thing. Or actually, I, I liked being an inf individual contributor a lot more. Yeah. I've known people that have been a manager and then went back to being a programmer. They are, uh, that's... That's fine. So something that I I really uh, that gave me a lot of rest was uh, reading the book from um, uh, I think uh, uh, he was called Epstein <laughs> Range. It's called. It's really I really recommend this book to everyone. It tells about like if you have a lot of different life experiences, you are actually uh, able to think more creatively in having a new challenge. So I think the challenges that we're facing right now in Bold.com, but not only in Bold.com, but also in the world, they're becoming more complex. The world is really uh, changing very quickly and, and being able to navigate 
Het is world. Uh, inside of world.com, but also outside. It, it requires a lot of different skills. So it's, it's just really good, actually, to just to try a lot of things and expand your horizon. And not only a tech person, but in this case, I'm also have learned a lot about management or about leadership. And I can still learn more. I can also become a better tech person. It's all fine, but all those things are valuable. Even if I want to go back to a different role or grow into another role afterwards, or want to go and sit on a, uh, <laughs> in a forest and, and make art. It's, you know, all these things are valuable. So that's really what. Uh, what and these, these insights you got uh, along the way. So, so what was it for you? Uh, that push you over the, uh, uh, and that made you uh, make that step towards management? Because yeah, you, said, that's you said, yeah, I was a bit struggling and. Uh... Yeah, I, I just really wanted to know. <laughs> so yeah, so everybody is different, right? So it was after three years working on Bold.com that I got the opportunity. And then I was like, oh, I'm just super curious. And I wanted to know what, what would happen. Yeah. And at that time, I still I didn't have to give up my architecture uh, responsibilities. It was more of like a, you you can do both at the same time. And yeah. I think Peter Paul remembers because he was in the same team as I was that time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it is scary, but you were curious, and curiosity uh, beats uh, scariness in this. So you made this. Oh, yeah, step. that's always yeah. the case for me. Like I just. Yeah. Every now and then, I just want to try new things. I think uh, then I just do it. But also, uh, I, yeah, what, what really helped me is that I realized that all these things that I did actually helped me become uh, a person that can take on a lot of different challenges and look at things in a holistic way. So even if I would go back to architecture, I would be a better architect because of it. It's also how I... Uh try to, to challenge people in, in my team to say, okay, if you want to uh, explore the woods, you, you, there's, you, can, you have this road where you're now upon, you can take three steps in the woods and explore, or you can really dive into it, but it's really dependent on who you are and, and what you want to do. Uh, but yeah, create a plan that, that fits you. Uh, that, that's what I, uh, I always yeah, ask from people. It's better to do something than not do something because you, you learn something along the way and you can always say, Nah, this wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly, and then and then return to the to the yeah. road you're on. Yeah, yeah. And Peter Paul, you you yeah, also had a uh, question about the, yeah. the article itself, or not? No, I'm more more look, look a question about looking looking forward now. So so uh, the, you you say this is like uh, I don't know. I started uh, writing this in in December. So uh, yeah, have things evolved to such an extent that you. I don't know, had new learnings and plan to share them in an article or in the podcast with us or. <laughs> yeah, well, I, when I was writing it, I was like, well, I can I can probably come up with 0.67 or 8 or something uh, and, and write some more. But I, but I really liked I really liked the kind reactions of people to my article and it was really motivated that, oh, actually, the things that I'm thinking about will actually also are interesting to other people. So I plan to write more, uh, but probably about architecture topics. Mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, I must say it's hard to find the time. I don't know uh, how how you do it, but uh, I yeah, it's hard to find the time to really sit down and write. And and writing is hard actually after 
not writing for a long time because of all can we never write things down. <laughs> it's just a, it's only in PowerPoint, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting ah, uh, oh, that's a topic on its own because it's a really interesting distinction between for one for example one of our largest uh, competitors in, at world scale who really really values written uh, stuff and where we hardly do and i think that that's it, that's a very interesting cultural thing on its own but uh, you're triggering this with me but so i just have to mention it <laughs> but the podcast is way too short to really go into to that but it's really mm. interesting so but one thing i was so yeah, it's it's hard to find this this time eh, to, to to reflect on things and to to write the article. But one of the key things is that for this article, you find time to reflect and you really yeah, premeditate in a way about about learning. Eh? Also because you also uh, learn uh, reading these books and see how how you can apply them to, uh, for yourself, stuff like that. So, what for you are the yeah the the most important things to to learn in your role is it is it so, so or for what types of problems do you need what the reflection the training the reading what, what what's important for you there i think reflection is really important so i i actually one of my development goals it's weird because i'm going to show share my development goal with with with, with the world the whole world <laughs> just like that is is uh, embracing paradox because i really um feel that there is a paradox between you know you're working very hard and getting all these results uh and taking the time to reflect and be creative and both things are super important to me so mm -hmm. i like to work hard i like to be motivated and get results for customers for our partners but at the same time i do need to escape and reflect for reflect and sit down and be creative mm -hmm. uh, and and to find this balance, I I often find it goes too much towards results because they're immediate yeah. and they're there, they're important for the company. Well, actually, when I get time to be creative and to write, for example, I become more relaxed and thus I get more attention and more focus to give to others. Um, so actually to become successful, I, I need both. And it's really, it's hard to find this the, the balance, and I think there will be not a balance, it's a balancing act, and you have to master that, constantly balancing between those things. It's strange hey, in, our, in our society that it is hey, legs on the table, uh, keeping this uh, creativity going, that, it, that that is not perceived as working hard, because the, when that happens, the brain is well, is, is working on a, on, a, on a different way than if you are working hard eh, in, in that sense. Uh, so yeah, it's a strange, uh, strange thing if you think about it. Yeah, I, I wish yeah. there was more attention for this. Uh, I think um, uh, people could become better if they are better at yeah, yeah taking a step back and being creative. Yeah. So so and then for me, yeah, the, the the important question would be so how how then 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 one of the most important questions becomes how do you get more headspace to do this creativity and and these these re relaxed things eh? because yeah going on holiday twice a year that that's not the solution but what is yeah you really have to um uh, how you said that you have to 
uh, value yourself and your own time and your own health. It's, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to like i mean it's, it sounds like oh yeah i've mastered this no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're really, on your pathway there and yeah you, you have to take is. yourself seriously so what did you uh, what did you do uh Eleanor? can you give an example so one of the things i do is that i always always go on a walk every day between 12 and 1 unless it rains really hard okay uh, <laughs> but you know like so it's it's a bit weird like sometimes I, at at the office when we're still at the office i had weeks where i didn't have a lunch break and now mm. i'm just saying that this is not time that i'm at the office i'm actually not there yeah <laughs> it's you know so so it's, that's one of those things that you sort of you take it so seriously it's always a choice even though yeah people are, they want a meeting there's no other slots I'm sorry, you know, I need this time to recharge and to look around and see some birds and some some from some from trees and some sunshine and and then I can go back inside and sit behind my desk <laughs> and uh, do power again. Yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. So that's that's one example of the things I did. But also really, I every week I plan a whole day of work, so I'm just I'm not there, but actually I am there. I'm working. And it's really hard because sometimes it doesn't work out and, you know, there's something important you have to do. But, but I, yeah, I, I try to take taking time more seriously. Take time to take time. Take and time it's, take it's time. not that I've mastered it, but it's really, uh, uh, I've realized that after being working from home and you probably experienced as well, like you're constantly back-to-back -back meetings. It's so easy to fall into the trap that at six o'clock you think, oh my God, I had 10 meetings today. Why does my brain feel so fried? Yeah. Well, I can tell you. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and yeah, I'm actually a much better person when my brain is not fried. I can tell you that, that I add a lot more value to the company if I'm not feeling that I'm constantly being sucked dry or how you call that. Yeah. So when I protect myself i'm actually protecting the company and that's also what i'm telling other people when they struggle with stress or feeling over asked and architects are over asked a lot because they're in between a lot of different things um and to think that your first responsibility is basically to to look after yourself and that's also something that we at bold.com always say i think yeah. Yeah, so, so it's really something that with COVID, like you, so it's first yourself, your family, and then it's work. Um, and and it sounds, but you have to really live that as well. And uh, give the example as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's also something that I found, and that uh, could be in the blog part too. That's, <laughs> but it's you have to set the example, like you practice what you yeah. preach, basically. You have to do what you th tell other people they should be doing otherwise then it doesn't mean anything yeah. cool all right but uh it's uh, this yeah, is also an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting subject really interesting yeah. yeah hey we have to go to the closing round uh, Peter Paul. Yeah, because so we, we we don't want to take the the lunch walk uh, from Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so we have to, two to minutes over in. already and it's really sunny <laughs> yeah we have to rush into that now so i think 
If you uh, if you uh, listen this from uh, back, Elinor, that you find out that you have enough topics for your next uh, article. So that's really, so I'm glad we could help out there. But the last question is, yeah, what's your most important takeaway? What would you really want to share with listeners about the topic of today? I think the most important takeaway is that uh, a lot of tech people are leaders. And uh, in order to do your job and to help other people become better, but also, yeah, to really add value to the company, you you have to develop leadership leadership skills next to your tech skills. And uh, I think it's worthwhile to do. It's interesting and it's challenging, and in the end, it will pay off. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks very much for writing the uh, the article and uh, for being with us uh, on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to see and uh, hear and read uh, more from you. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you for Thanks. having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!